I never put much thought into tires in the past. The thought was always to drive what comes on my vehicle. And if I had to replace them, I made my decision based on price. Our friends at Cooper Tires know what they're talking about. Cooper has been an American company since 1914, with more than a century in the tire industry. Each Cooper tire undergoes rigorous testing and are backed by warranty, so you can trust that they'll last for thousands of miles. The Coopers pride themselves on good merchandise, fair play, and a square deal. Always have and always will. Don't overpay or underbuy. Cooper tires do what tires should do and cost what tires should cost. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. First up, we're going to talk about uh, Portland Golf Club. And Randy, you are going to kick us off here. Um, it's a big, big day for you. It's a rarity to get you know called up to the private club. Usually those days are reserved for Neil. <laughs> should we mention the Edgefield? First? We should, yes. Yeah. I, I, I keep We did a lot in Portland in a very short period of time. The day we flew into Portland, we went uh, to Edgefield. Why don't you tell us about that? McMenamin's Edgefield. Yeah. yeah, in keeping with, you know, we went to Kilspindy in Scotland. We went to... The Doolin Pitch and Putt. Yeah, Doolin Pitch and Putt. We've done, uh, gosh, what else? We did uh, St. Andrews Beach in Australia. We try to keep moving a little bit and get get active that first day when we fly in. It's always easier going, going to the West Coast from the East Coast, too. So um, we ended up going out to McMenamin's Edgefield, and uh, they've got, what, like like 30 holes out there something a that, lot uh, not a lot of acreage and a bunch of little pitch and putt holes which i know is maybe i should let you lead yeah. us off because i know you love pitch exactly. and putts randy it was yeah it's cool it's my fair way to lead off all of these things <laughs> <laughs> exceptionally fun uh area though a nice little dining area great place to have a beer and low-key my favorite thing you can pick your own berries right off you know right off each hole get a little little nice snack for yourself Neil, did it did it have pitch and putt bona fides? I think it did. Yes, it had some some uh, good elevation change, which you don't see a lot with with pitch and putts. A lot of times, you know, you're playing a, a very flat piece of property. Um, there's another pitch and putt Lakeview part par three challenge course that I played after a while, but we can talk about that in a second. But I'd say two good par threes on the front end of the trip, and then the challenge courses at Sylvie's. So we touched on a lot of them. So uh, Edgefield was great. We played with Nick Molfler, Ian Kreitzer, or Ian Kreitzer, excuse me, from uh, uh, McKenzie Golf Bags, and then uh, also the Northwest Golf and Guys. Then, yeah, and then Zach and Travis, and Travis from Northwest Golf Guys, who uh, helped. Actually, all four of those guys helped immensely with planning this and just bouncing ideas off of them, and, and just looking like I looked at every, basically pulled up Google Maps and and went down the coast and then all through the state and looked up every single golf course in the whole state. Just to see, just to make sure we weren't like <laughs> no one's doing that, you know, like on satellite. Just because you know some stuff's not even listed right. on Google or they don't even have a website or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, that's wild, man. The vibe out there was it was just like it was golf reimagined a little bit for me in terms of just like it's just like a, a retreat there, totally. And there's just a bunch of little greens and and it took up such little space and it was so. We saw people out there that looked like they'd never been on a golf course before, and I mean that in the best possible way of like why. Why isn't there more of that? It's so much less land. 
I imagine it was like it's it's super affordable for almost anyone, and it's like a fun evening activity that a lot of people were doing out there. That like it, the greens were great and everything. I, I thought it was it was super and cool, and it's fun to see Ben go out and play courses like that because yeah. that's what he plays at home, right? With uh, Bruff uh, Creek and just seeing the wedges that he imagines and flights in there. It's Maybe the best wedge game on the planet. Yeah, I forget who said it, but what an optimal spot for a date night. Yes. What a what a cool spot. Listen, it's you know, Neil, like like most pitch and putts, I think the secret is it's it's about a lot more than the golf out there. Yes. The uh the date spot instead of the you know, uh putt putt, I think pitch and putts are are the optimal third date to be specific, DJ. Yeah. Oh, he's got a game a blueprint for this. <laughs> well, I think so, because you know the first one you go out to dinner and then maybe you do dinner again, but then you kinda wanna see, hey, you know, it's is somebody athletic and they move like you know what? How do the yoga pants look? Let's let's uh, let's ex- let's explore this a little bit. You're a sick guy. <laughs> yeah, you're a bad guy. Ugh, God, we got Randy. Clean, we're clean Randy this up. would be the expert on this. Randy, what do you think about that? I, I think you're exactly right. I fully endorse. You know, you, you got to get out and get active. You got to see, uh, you know, uncomfortable situations. Can you interacting imagine? with other people? That's that's key. Can you imagine showing up? For a, a third date with Big Randy, where he's talked about how he owns this golf company, he's dedicated his whole life to golf, and then he just pitches the whole time about how much he hates pitching putt courses. <laughs> I, this is fucking like miserable. I hate this. Uh, I'm trying McMenamin's, to grind. In general, I think McMenamin's what a what an uh, you know a, a stand up Oregon uh, organization like just a just a, the pride of Oregon right there. I don't think they have anything outside of Oregon, but they were all over the place and very creative. You know, activities plus beer plus food. I think McMenamin's is a is a winner. I think we can shout them out a lot more when we get to Gearheart. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, so we did a little divide divide up and show off uh, some of the offerings that Portland Golf has has to offer. We had one private course, two public courses. Um, so, Randy, let's go first to Portland Golf Club. Um, I, th- I believe you mentioned always a thrill to play a, a golf course that's named after the city. You know, it's old school. That's right. I was going back. Uh, in my memory bank, trying to think of other occurrences, and and it's pretty few and far between for me. TC's got plenty. If you want to go through, <laughs> TC through started naming like you know at least a dozen. <laughs> uh, it, it, Port, Atlanta Country well, it's Club, too, Boston Golf, Golf Club. Club versus Country Club. That's true. So TC's know, got his own rankings like, for both. Like San Francisco Golf Club. Of course, I'm not aware of a San Francisco Country Club. That's I'm not, right. I'm that's not right. aware of a Portland Country Club. I'm aware of a Portland Country Club in Portland, Maine, but not. Portland, Oregon. We can do a whole podcast where TC breaks down the, the difference in vibe between San Francisco Golf Club and Los Angeles Country Club. <laughs> That's right. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Portland Portland Golf Club, very, um, you know, just, just a nice, proper... It was just stellar. It was just class. Private, it was private course. I, you know, the big, big flagpole out front. Uh, the clubhouse was... Pretty cool. Uh, got a warm welcome from the uh, the head pro, Tim. Lots of history in the club. So the Portland Golf Club hosted the 1946 PGA Championship, the 1947 Ryder Cup, really the Ryder Cup that saved the Ryder Cup. What, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? How can you make a claim like sick. that? Well, they had canceled the Ryder Cup for several years with World War uh, II going on. It was supposed to be here in... Pontevedra, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pontevedra Club. So we go into this much more in our video, but uh, the the short story is a, a businessman from Portland invited the GB and I team 
to come out to Portland. He took a train to Chicago and met them in Chicago and then rode with them from Chicago all the way out to Portland. Essentially, you know, help subsidize, pay their way to get them to come and, and to continue the Ryder Cup. The U.S. waxed them that year, uh, but it got it back in, you know, it, they, they played another Ryder Cup, and from then on, uh, it was every two years, and, and the tradition continued. So, I, and, and then a number of, you know, USGA senior uh, open, senior am, uh, women's amateur championship. So a, a very proper golf course. I, I think that's what, you know, you your big takeaway was, Solly. Well, it was like the... We caught Oregon golf in the best possible month. We went in August, and we got Portland Golf Club in the best possible conditions. It, the super firm greens, very undulating, and it, the whole golf course was like that exercise. It was you had to take on, you know, bunkers are very well placed because you got to land shots short to try to run them on. There's nothing that was hitting and stopping, and it, it, that kind of charting your way around a golf course is my favorite style of golf to play. And there was just so much going on in the greens, yet they weren't gimmicky in any way. And I wanted like five more shots at that course. I had such a blast, and uh, it, it just like activated everything that I'm looking for out of a round of golf within me. I, I think too, you know, if you close your eyes and picture what a Oregon, you know, kind of inland Oregon course looks like, not not Bandon necessarily. I, I think most people picture the big fir trees, the kind of like Eugene Country Club, or like exactly, Sahali or something. Exactly. Like that. that that's what Portland had a lot of those vibes. What I really loved. It was like walking through an arboretum. They had every kind of tree had a little placard on it uh, identifying what kind of tree it was, which was so cool. Um, Golf-wise, though, I was going to say, there were so there was so much subtle slope in those greens. Uh, we, we had a heck of a time. And some not-so-subtle at, at times, too. Right. Aiming putts 20 feet left, and they were rolling really, really good. To your point, too, that it's a lot of trees on the property, but they're all the corridors are wide. They're set pretty far back. It's not overgrown. It's not growing into the fairways. And at no point do you feel kind of strangled between between trees. A lot of land movement in it, too. It was just an old classic, classic country club that, uh, gosh, I I believe when we'll get to Gearheart, too, I said I'm in love with Portland Golf Club and I'm in lust with Gearheart because I had a, a different feeling at Gearheart in, in a in a. Just touched a different part of my loins, I guess you could say. <laughs> I would not do the pitch and putt date. Things might get out of control. Oh, that, was, that was vivid. That was let's, a graphic uh, metaphor. Let's, let's uh, go to East Moreland. Let's do that. Uh, well, you use the word strangled. That's a great one to describe, uh, I think, how you feel standing on the tee box at East Moreland. Is that fair, Tron? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could say strangled. You could say um, Choked a- out. anxious. We, we counted them. There's nine and a half million trees you, you on, could say safe on the golf course. <laughs> Uh, East Moreland was awesome in so many ways. I, I absolutely loved it. I'm so glad we saw it. Uh, it was the kind of muni that every it would make every town in America better. You know, it's just like the kind of place where it seems like a total meeting place uh, for for golfers in the community. Yeah, like, very, like the, everybody knows everybody kind of a vibe. The first tee is like right there. It's kind of this like natural amphitheater. Yeah, there this old clubhouse, massive, uh, massive range like double decker range or triple decker range and then chandler egan design 1918 uh right right next to this you know massive train tracks and it, it was kind of it's like wedged into it between a neighborhood and train tracks and a highway and all this stuff it's it's a really interesting routing it's too. just I'm, i mean i know there's a cliche but it's it is just woven into that part of town you know what i mean like it's been there forever and everything kind of built up around it rather than you know clearing out a bunch of shit and putting it in a golf course phil knight Grew up like yeah. across the street. You got uh, the shoe dog himself. Yeah, the guy that 
uh, wrote Caddyshack, I guess. That was where that's where he played golf. Yeah, so. it, it was it was or, fantastic. Sorry, sorry, Tin Cup. They got Tin Cup. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yes, the thing that stood out to me, and I, I kind of noticed it just from editing the Portland Golf Club stuff too, is uh, maybe this is dumb, but when I picture all those golf courses, you said uh, the big, massive fir trees and all of these things, like you just picture these golf courses to be sopping wet. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks like there's a like there's a, a fog and a mist just around all the time. It was so firm. It was it was balls are bouncing like crazy out there. We got choked out. We got soft. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Though? Was, like, rated yeah. R. Oh, podcast. it was. It oh, was that was that was, was a stretch. Yeah, that was, on your that was on you. It was concrete. Out there. Honestly, we, that like on a not really funny. We got to Oregon just before all the forest fires. That's really true. Popped off. So I think that firmness and the dryness uh, certainly played a part in that. Uh, a few weeks later. Yeah, I mean the tree. Like to be fair, like Eastmoreland, it was. It's the most overgrown golf course I've ever played. It, it, it's it's good. That is going to pop on video. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, to, to set the scene here for this golf course, it looks like I, I'm seeing the most expensive you could possibly pay at or at Eastmoreland on a Friday, Sunday, or Friday through Sunday or holidays in peak season is forty five dollars. And that, that's such a deal. Like it was. I, I know we said this in the video too, but there's plenty to be said for taking trees out and width and angles and all of those things, but. There's also something to be said for just variety of the challenge, right? If every golf course you played was was wide open and treeless and like things would be pretty fucking boring. So right. it's Gary. It's fun to yeah, exactly. <laughs> had, it's Mr. The, Player, the tree hugger, would love this golf course. They had the nineteen ninety uh US Publinks out there. Um so I mean it's it's a proper course too. It's not a it's not a you know, it's it's quirky, but there's some like there's some real golf holes. And they there. still have the I believe uh I believe they were saying the longest running city championship on the west coast yeah. they're, they're over 100 years uh, and they have it every year at east moreland and you go out there and it's one of those places at least for me like playing the first three four holes when they told us that i was like oh, okay this is this place is really short it's only like 6500 yards from the tippy tips and the greens aren't there's a lot of slope but there's not crazy dramatic slope and so you kind of feel like even playing the first few holes you're like gosh someone's gonna shoot 50 out here like this to people who play here all the time could pick this place apart and the the boys the boys we're playing with are like now if you shoot even over like three days like you're you're in the hunt man like it's yeah. it is not that kind of golf course there's so much subtlety to it and there's a lot of just you have to be in the exact right spots it's, in the it's fairways. all course knowledge too yeah. like i mean there, there, there were a few holes where dj hit what he thought was a perfect shot and he's like you know blocked out by like 20 yards like not even close <laughs> no. I mean, in the middle of the fairway and like completely blocked out by a tree that's like 180 feet tall. <laughs> There's a particular clip <laughs> yeah. that I'm very much looking forward to people seeing. So um, it, it was awesome. I loved it. it, it Neil, why don't you take us to – you and Ben went to Wildwood. Take us there without spoiling what uh, – there's going to be a very fun, fun ride uh, in this episode. So don't spoil that part, but tell us about Wildwood. Wildwood, uh, a.k.a. Six Flags Over Portland, complete theme park. I don't know a ton of history about it. I was trying to look it up before this and, and – uh, I, you know, I sat down with a couple guys that work there and uh, play out there a lot. Play with a couple of the Northwest golf guys out there with Ben. I don't think the history really matters though. It just it felt like the West Coast, like massive. Um, it was like in the mountains, massive elevation changes, like circus shots. It, it felt like Fantasia a little bit. Um, so it was just a really fun round of golf. Um, I would also say it had a really strong vibe around the clubhouse. It's the clubhouse is up on this hill. And like the 10th tee is maybe five feet from the, you know, patio. So you could see like 
feels like the kind of place where there's men's league going on every night and guys are just heckling each other and you know there's no no pretension out there so i felt right at home and and really enjoyed that round my favorite hole like to give you a sense is number nine it's like this drivable uh par four and there's these massive um like industrial power lines that like run down like over probably like a hundred feet over the fairway like right down the middle of the fairway so it almost looks like a bowling alley and it's crazy right exactly it does look like a like a ski lift and you know, you're almost using the power lines. It's like, all right, I'm going to try to put this ball like up the left side of the power lines and drop it down the middle of them by the green. Um, so it was just like like shots like that that were, you know, maybe unintentionally fun. I felt like I was hitting a lot of those kind of kind of shots. Like every hole, you're like, man, what is this one doing uh, on the tee? So we had a, it was a great, uh, I guess, great first impression of uh, Portland golf for me. I'll tell you, going through the footage, Neil, I'm not saying I didn't want to play Eastmoreland. I'm just saying, like, watching the Wildwood stuff, I was like, oh, my God, I want to play this place. This looks so fun. It just looks wild. You, all you got to do is look at the scorecard. Like, so many, like, gettable par fives, drivable fours. It's, like, a little under 6,000 yards. I immediately, like, went to go look up the scorecard after watching your guys' footage and was like, damn, I really, really want to play around a golf there. That was one that Ian Kreitzer was super, like, adamant. He's like, go play that place. The uh, Zach and, and Travis were like, why are you going to play in that place? Like... <laughs> And so, like, that third course was kind of one that we struggled with. We were like, all right, do we go out east and do something out, you know, on the Columbia River Gorge and see that part of the state? Or do we, you know, stay in Portland and play one of the other, you know, city courses in Portland? Or, you know, hey, get out, you know, either get down in the wine country or get out kind of west of the city. So... Uh, and then Neil, take us. You uh, you tacked on a little bit of a, a some more pitch and putt activity briefly. If you could take us through uh, Lakeview, yeah. So then Ben and I hopped back in the car and drove up, crossed into Washington, and uh, the brain father, uh, a couple a couple of uh, pitch and putt enthusiasts. So it's it's this Lakeview par three challenge course. There's you know a trailer park out back. It it was a blue collar vibe out there, and that literally felt like a blown up version of of. Uh, miniature golf like Tron and I used to play with our grandparents growing up at this place Fantasia you know and it had like the big uh, like cement lakes with like the blue water and you know these crazy yeah I guess you know when you're on a miniature golf course and they have like fake bunkers like that's kind of what the bunkers looked like and so it was it was uh and we were there there were there was like a massive men's league about to tee off when we were finishing up but they have some views out over I think it's the lake or it might be the Columbia River, but the, um, like the lake to, off the river. I'm guessing yeah. Lakeview is probably the lake. Yeah, but I, a massive body of water uh, regardless. So, yeah, it's a lake right off the uh, the edge of the Columbia River. But, um, yeah, it's always nice to play golf by the water. And that was a uh, – I, I, I love seeing new pitch inputs. So that was a great way to end the day. And I think we got some good uh, some good drone stuff out there. And uh, Ben and I just had a nice you know walk through the, uh, the par three course. We may have to scrap some of that footage since technically it was in Washington. Yeah, tough scene. You know, we don't want to well, miss. It. We don't want to miss. Listen, people, but I'm off, glad you had a good time. Off the books, it was it was a, a time well spent with, with my guy Ben. And of course, for COVID reasons, for the most part, we weren't really able to uh, explore nightlife or restaurant life uh, in Portland. We did go hard as hell on some takeout <laughs> food. Well, yeah, that was so. We had we had a cool house. Stayed in this house. The, the rear break. Yeah, rear break. East. It was kind of east of, uh, east of town. Uh, any any house that river. has a name. It was a. It was like the real world house. It was essentially. And then yeah, we got a bunch of takeout the second night just so we could get a, a sense of the Portland culinary experience. Uh, Randy and I drove down to the 
the, the uh, protests just to see all that going on one of the nights. Um, I, w- I will say, too, it's pretty jarring in Portland, like the homeless encampments, like everywhere, like off the interstates and, I mean, off the, what, the 13th tee at, at – uh, yeah. At, uh, at East Moreland. At, at East Mo. So, yeah, that was that was kind of jarring. And then um, from the perspective, too, of Portland, just it's a really just fascinating city. I mean, and, and, and I think Oregon's a kind of a place of extremes, right? Because you, you get outside of Portland and there's some super conservative areas. And it's like, you know, I know, Randy, you're a big State of Jefferson guy. We saw a lot of those signs. <laughs> I, were you yeah. flying the flag out there? I wasn't flying the flag, but you gotta you gotta take some literature so you can educate yourself. <laughs> and then and current then, setup makes no sense. I do want to shout out the guy when we were down at the food trucks uh, downtown Portland. The guy that drove by and smoked the tires for a good mm. 15, 20 seconds. We we had a good time in in downtown Portland. Uh, not much popping off, but we yeah, just some characters and and the guy and his. Mustang, Dodge, I think. Dodge yeah. Mustang or Ford Mustang, who literally smoked his tires for like twenty seconds, uh, and his friend while his buddy was up out the sunroof like dancing. That was <laughs> shredder. If you're, if, if you're listening, TC and I have really, really appreciated that. <laughs> if, if you're looking for more info on Portland, I would recommend checking out the YouTube comments of all the uh, of the video that we post because I'm sure there'll be some very educated yeah. takes. Yeah. 